Welcome to That's Animal, the podcast where kids learn about some of the most extraordinary animals on our planet. I'm Brendan Walsh. I'm a zookeeper in Dublin Zoo. Over the course of this six-part series, we'll meet the intrepid kids who have visited Dublin Zoo to learn all about Asian elephants, red pandas, western lowland gorillas, two-toed sloats, scimitar-horned oryx, and even dinosaurs. We'll introduce you to some amazing animal facts. Amazing animal facts! Ask you to guess that animal sound. What's that animal? And find out how well you know your animals. Coming up in episode 4, Stella, Sky, Sunny and Sienna are going to help us learn all about the two-toed sloth. So welcome to this South American house. In here we have animals obviously from South America. Um, and a lot of South America, there's big massive rainforests. And in those areas there's lots of different plants, lots of different trees. And because there's a huge plant variety, it means there's lots of big animal variety. So all the rainforests around the world have, have the, the densest or the most different amounts of types of uh, species of animal. And in our um, South American house here we have different species of monkey, we have sloths and we have tortoises. And so if we go inside now, we'll have a look and get to know some of them. Yeah, there's a bit of a hand sanitizer there. You want to use some of that? Give it a, I'll just use it in a second. What are two-toed sloths? So two-toed sloths are about the size of a fox. They hang from trees, so they hang upside down. They have a long neck. They have what some people think like look like sad eyes, but a kind of a happy, uh, happy mouth, a happy smiling mouth. They have a long neck, they have long arms, and they're very unique because they are the slowest mammal on earth. They move really slowly, and the benefit of this is, is that they means they have to eat less, and it also means they don't get spotted by predators, which are the animals that hunt them, very easily. They, they're very good at hide and seek. When it comes to hiding, they'd be brilliant, but the seeking part, they'd be pretty rubbish because they move very slowly. Um, and in fact they move so slowly that if you imagine the, the length of two football pitches it would take them if they're working at, if they're moving at their absolute top speed it would take them about one hour to, to cover that distance they have long brown fur and there's six different species and the, the species we have at Dublin Zoo is the two-toed sloth but actually they were misnamed when they were, when they were first uh, named by scientists they actually have uh, two fingers rather than two toes and they have three toes on each foot as well and there's five other different species. They're all from uh, South America. So on the right side here, we've got nine tamarins. Look, there's oh, he's so tiny. tiny. Look, oh, you're so cute. <laughs> oh, cute. Oh, they're so adorable. Oh. 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 And over here, we have squirrel monkeys. like for them in the wild. Can you tell us about where two-toed sloths come from? So there's six different species of sloths. The species we have here at Dublin Zoo are two-toed sloths. So they're from the northern part of South America. Sloths live in rainforests which are the thickest 
forests in the world. So different types of forests have different amounts of trees and plants. And in the forests where they live, there'd be a lot of vegetation, a lot of humidity. And in the wild, sloths eat mostly leaves. So they, they, their day is quite slow. They sleep for about 10 to 14 hours per day, which is less than was once thought. The, the name sloth is a bit unfair. You know, in most languages, sloth means lazy. But sloths are definitely not lazy. They're, they're, they're very energy efficient. So they eat less and they move less. Um, but the big benefit it is that they, they need to consume less food, and that's good from an energy point of view. But also, they can hide from their predators quite well. So predators are animals that hunt them, like the big cats, like a big jaguar, small cats like ocelots, and big birds like harpy eagles. So harpy eagles um, are one of the biggest birds of prey in the world. They're about a metre tall. And uh, so they would all hunt sloths in the wild. So the big benefit for sloths, the way they live their lives, is that they're hard to see. So if you're a jaguar in the wild, most times you go hunting, the first animal you're going to see is an animal that's moving. So if you're staying completely still, you're less likely to be seen. So if you were playing hide-and-seek with your friends, there's, less, there's a bigger chance that you won't be seen if you stay still and if you stay quiet. If you're moving around and making noise, your friends are going to find you pretty quick, aren't they? But if you're a jaguar and you're hunting a sloth, sloth stay so still, they, they don't move unless they really have to. When it comes to getting food and things like that, they'll stay, uh, they'll stay quite still, and that's a quite a clever way for them to live. It was once thought that they couldn't walk or swim, but they can. They spend nearly all their lives climbing in trees, but if they really have to walk or swim, they can do that. But their body is really designed for hanging from branches. Um, all, virtually all animals in the world, like if you think of a, a zebra or even a cow, when it rains, all, their, all the fur on their body goes from in the growth way from their spine down to their belly. So the, ro- the water spilled off their body. Whereas sloths, it's the other way around. Sloths' bellies face the sky. For virtually all other animals, their bellies uh, face the ground. So whether you're a giraffe or a lion or a hedgehog or a rabbit, your belly's facing towards the ground. Where the sloths, it's the other way around. So their fur goes from their belly to their back. So they're squirrel monkeys. We four of them in there. They're four males. So up here then, we have our sloths. They're all going over there today. Do you see them? Now it's time for What's That Animal? We're going to play the sound of an animal recorded in Dublin Zoo. See if you can guess which animal it is. Did you make a guess? Find out if you were right later in the episode. How does the zoo try to make them feel at home? So every time we build a new home for an animal at the zoo, we always make sure we're inspired by nature. So that means we look at where the animal lives in the wild and we try our best to replicate how they live in the wild. So in in Dublin Zoo, in their nice warm house, the South American house, we keep the temperatures minimum 22 degrees Celsius and up to about 30 degrees Celsius. And also we have sprinklers and the sprinklers turn on, they release water and it's like as if it's raining inside the house. This means then after a few minutes that water starts to evaporate. If you imagine having a pot at home in your cooker and it's bubbling away, lots of, of, of moisture goes up into the air. It's the same way we keep our house nice and moist. It keeps it nice and humid, um, which means there's moisture in the air like it would be in the rainforest of South America. We also have lots of tree branches, so the sloths hang from them, they climb on them, and they rest on them. They have big, long, finger-like uh, hooks, hook-like fingers, should I say, that they use to hold on to the tree branches, and that keeps them nice and uh, comfortable, 
and again we try our best to keep them uh, as, as close to, as they would be in the wild. Also in rainforests of South America animals live side by side with other species. So in Dublin Zoo they live with a small little black monkey that's called a Geldy's Marmoset and he'd be small enough to, 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 to sit on your hand which I wouldn't recommend but we, they live with them with a pair of Geldy's Marmosets and uh, they get on quite well together. Around 10,000 years ago, lions roamed Europe, Africa, Asia and North America. Today, Asian lions are only found in one national park in India and African lions are found in different parts of the southern half of Africa. They have been wiped out in most of their former ranges by human actions such as hunting and habitat loss. Amazing animal these lights are on to give them lots of natural light that we get outside as well. And over the ground in the corner, you see in the ground in the corner there's a bird called a ruru. They're ruru, they're a type of partridge. And again, they're from South America. So all the animals we have here are from South America. And the reason why we have the bamboo and we have some hessian and, and things there, it was trying to make the environment a bit more blocked up. So there's males and females. The males there have the white faces and the females are grey. <laughs> well, they might look a bit chubby, but really what that is is their fur. Oh. So they're not actually chubby at all. But they do look cute. They look chubby and cute, don't they? Yeah, but when you look really close, you'll see that that's actually mostly fur. They're in good shape. Oh, look, there's a turtle. So that's actually a tortoise. So turtles live in water and tortoises live on land. That's a good way of remembering. What do they eat? So sloths are what's known as herbivores, which basically means that they're vegetarian. So they don't eat other animals. They eat mostly leaves. And so in the zoo, we give them leaves on, on branches. We also give them a special sloth cake, which is made from um, a special uh, healthy biscuit that we add with water and, and carrot and things like that. And we also give them uh, fresh spinach. We give them, uh, they love sweet corn. Sweet corn is their favorite. We give them sweet corn every day. We also give them um, celery and carrots as well. So the, another good a adaptation of sloths is that although they're quite a big animal, they need to eat only about a third of the quantity of food that other similar sized animals would. So a howler monkey is an animal about the same size of a sloth, but they only need to eat about a third the amount of food and that's because they, they move so little. So it's a very energy saving way of eating. If we had howler monkeys here at Dublin Zoo, we'd have to feed them three times the amount that we do the sloths. Who are the main personality in the group? So we have two sloths in Dublin Zoo. Uh, Linus is the male, he's big and blonde. And then Mimi, or Betsy as some of us call her, is the female and she's a bit smaller and she's brown. Like all animals, they have unique personalities. Um, the female quite enjoys reaching down to us in the mornings. If you can imagine them hanging up from the, from the ceiling of their house and from the big branches, they can use their legs to hold on and then they can release their whole body to come down towards us and look into our eyes and we have dishes of food and they can sometimes pick out pieces of food from our dishes and our female Mimi especially loves doing that our male also likes to, to, to look into our eyes as well and that's one of the benefits of, of working with them every day they get to know us and they get to trust us and they're, and they're quite calm around us Mimi the female is also quite a good babysitter but not for another sloth but for the Geldy's marmosets which is little monkeys that they live with they have a, a young baby and the baby likes to sit on Mimi's belly on her stomach 
and sit there and they often interact together. So she is quite a caring animal. She seems to quite enjoy looking after this Galdi's Marmoset and the Galdi's Marmoset's uh, pair seem quite happy to, to get themselves a few minutes break. So it's quite a good arrangement for both species. That's which is false guess which of the following is not true the scimitar horned oryx is an extinct white antelope from dry grasslands surrounding the sahara desert or goldfish have a memory of at least five months and the answer is scimitar horned oryx are not extinct in 1980 there was none left in the wild Thanks to conservation work and animals introduced from zoos, there are now almost 900 national parks and reserves in North Africa. What is Dublin Zoo doing to help them in the wild? So there are six different species of sloth in uh, Central and South America. The ones we have at Dublin Zoo are the um, two-toed sloth. They live in northern parts of South America. But in uh, southeastern Brazil, so a bit further south away, there's a three-toed sloth. And we sponsor a, a project there called the um, Atlantic Coastal Rainforest Project. We're sponsoring them since the year 2000. And the great thing about sponsoring this project is that we're not just helping sloths, we're helping all the other thousands of different animals that live there as well. So we the insects, or birds, or monkeys, um, or reptiles they're all being protected as well. So they helped another animal that we have here at the South American House called the Golden Line Tamarind. And so that, that project helps to restore and protect the rainforest that's there. And it also runs education programs for local people to teach them about the benefits of protecting their rainforest. Because it's important that people get access to the rainforest as well, you know, for, for, um, for things like medicines in the future and things like that as well. Um, it, people can live, people do live sustainably with rainforests, but it's very sad when these rainforests are chopped down. So that's why it's important to educate people, to teach them that long term it's far better to have a rainforest around you than to not. What's it like looking after this animal? Brilliant. You know, with all the animals we look after, you know, they all give us something different. And sloats are, are definitely so unique in every way. You know, they have this reputation. If you read anything about a sloth, one of the words that's often people often unfortunately think is lazy. But they're really not lazy. It's really about energy efficiency. So one thing that it's taught me, and I hope it teaches other people, is that when you first meet someone or when you first learn about someone or something, it's important to not form an opinion too quickly. It's important to learn a bit about them, to teach yourself, do I know everything about this topic or about this animal? in order to get the right opinion of them. Sloats are, are quite misunderstood and for a long time they were thought they, they hadn't evolved properly and all these sort of, you know, inaccurate things. So it's great now that we know that, you know, they're, they're basically the masters of, of hiding and they're the masters of being really energy efficient. What's that animal? Earlier in the episode, we played you the sound of an animal recorded in Dublin Zoo and we asked you to guess which animal it was. Here it is again. Well, did you make a guess? That was the sound of Geldy's marmosets in Dublin Zoo. If you guessed that, or even monkeys, you are right. Tell us about the poo. So, poo, yeah, all mammals have to produce poo. Sloats are very unique again. They only go for a poo and a pee once a week, which is really, really unusual for mammals. So once a week, they will leave the safety of the tree, they'll climb down to the base of the tree, and they'll poo in a very neat pile on the ground. The poo themselves, individually, they're like little black marbles, about the size of a toy marble you might play with. 
to produce quite a few of them at the one time to a quantity of the size of about a tennis ball. But the reason why they do that, rather than just letting it fall from the branches above, is that that is like a little communication centre for them. So other slots have really good sense of smell. They don't have to come down and sniff it, but they will know from the smell of that poo if that if it's a female, if she's ready to become a mammy, or if it's a male or female, whether they uh, it's their territory. So it's another word saying to other slots, this is my area, please keep out. So our sense of smell as humans isn't very good. We couldn't smell slow poo from far away, but sloats can. They can smell from very far away. And if a, if a, if a female sloat is ready to become a mammy, lots of males will come from far away to try and, and meet that female sloat. So when sloats come down from the trees, this is when they're at their, in a, in a most dangerous situation. Sloats, when they're on the ground, are, aren't very well adapted to walk around. They can walk, they can swim, but they're much better at climbing. So when they go to the ground, they're prone to attack from big cats like jaguars, which of course would want to eat them, and small cats like ocelots, which also would also want to eat them, and harpy eagles. They can they could attack animal sloths from when they're in the trees, but also when they're on the ground. So when sloths go to the ground, they want to go down, have a poo and a pee, and go straight back up as quick as they can. Sloths don't want to be on the ground. They only want to go down to the ground to go to the toilet. That's it for episode 4 of That's Animal. Join us next time where we will learn all about this scimitar horned oryx. And remember, you can catch up on the series on the RT Junior app or wherever you get your podcasts. That's Animal is written and presented by me, Brendan Walsh, and produced by Paul Lochran. Executive producer and musical team is Nikki Coughlin. Thanks to the intrepid explorers on this episode. Stella and Sienna Lochran and Sky and Sonny Kumar. Thanks to all the team in Dublin Zoo for the support in making this podcast. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>